Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for December the 15th. In the year of our Lord, 2023, this is hour one of two. The goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to use the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers in the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. That is our blueprint. If it's constitutional, we love it. And if it's not, we hate it. Welcome to the broadcast. We stand for a peaceful restoration, not a revolution. Unless it's a Jesus revolution, then I guess we're in. But uh, look, we want peaceful restoration. We can do so by applying pure application of the greatest principles that made America great. Can absolutely do it again is the quintessential point. It is a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled. We're taking America back. One heart, one mind, one issue at a time. Friday. And, of course, I got my buddy Dr. Scott Bradley with me. FreedomsRisingSun.com, his website. You can check out his Collegiate Series to Preserve the Nation, along with his weekly webinars, Q&As on the Constitution, and a whole lot more. They took down a ton of his videos. As you know, we all get attacked. But he's working on rebuilding the library and a whole lot more. And it all happens over at FreedomsRisingSun.com. Dr. Bradley, welcome back, sir. Well, thank you very much, Sam. Um, I, I know we got a full slate today, but I just can't let this pass without mentioning yeah. it. I mean, I just think everybody, everybody has kind of put this down the memory hole if you think about the 1984 Orwell book. Today's December 15th. You mentioned that already. It's the 232nd anniversary of the Bill of Rights being incorporated into the United States Constitution. What a magnificent day that was. Uh, thankfully, uh, the, uh, the Anti-Federalists had some sway in all the things that were happening there. Uh, I mean, that started with Jefferson. I mean, actually, as soon as Madison uh, gave him a heads up about the signed Constitution on September, uh, in, in September of 1787, uh, Jefferson and many others, many other iconic patriots, thought it needed a Bill of Rights. Well, that was incorporated. The date considered to be ratified was December 15th, 1791. And yeah. I think it's so thankful for that. Anyway, go on with what we're doing here, but I just couldn't let the day pass without taking my hat off and putting it over my heart. Well, <laughs> even Biden, believe it or not, did a proclamation on Bill of Rights Day. So there you have it. Holy cow. I mean, it must be true <laughs> if he did it, right? Holy Hannah. Well, I bring it up because it's important. You know, it, most people don't realize, doesn't the Bill of Rights have a preamble too, Doctor? It does indeed, and and that's what's interesting about it. It was uh, further declaratory things to further constrain the government. I mean, this was, they didn't make up, you know, oh, by the way, we need something about guns. No, that's a God-given right that predates, you know, the any declarations of independence and constitutions and Bill of Rights. That is something that's actually... It's woven into our DNA, if you will, but uh, uh, but but they canonized it, if you will, to make certain there was no chance for some kind of misunderstanding. And thankfully, we've got the Bill of Rights because they sure butchered. I mean, 25,000 plus 
um, anti-Second Amendment type bills. I mean, the, trying to constrain you know, the right of the people to keep and bear arms. Uh, <clears throat> in spite of the fact we've got that great uh, statement in there, 25,000 plus laws across the nation against that. I mean, the, we have butchered every single pig that we can on this thing, and we continue to do so. Uh, rushing as fast as we can into tyranny. It's just tragic. All right. We will not forget this. We'll talk about it uh, throughout the broadcast today for sure. Today in history, December 15th, 1791, the Bill of Rights takes effect, ladies and gentlemen, is the quintessential point. Uh, what is it you said 236 years ago today? 232. Oh, 232 years. All right. Well, uh, that's significant, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk about that as the broadcast unfolds. Uh, by the way, speaking of that, what a strange irony. Uh, we talk about January 6th. We talk about the people that are being abused uh, regarding that. We talked about Americans um, over the last couple of days, and, and we've talked about it forever, but just over the last couple of days I've mentioned, you know, most of these people that were there were milling around. They were praying for their country. They peacefully went there. Uh, to try to go ahead and get Congress to look into election integrity problems. There was a few uh, government provocateurs there that caused a bunch of problems. There might have been a couple of good, decent people who made mistakes there. Uh, but you know what? Most people have been absolutely, dishonestly, intentionally, wrongfully abused. Many of them are in jail. Stuart Rhodes is one of them, many others. Uh, and folks, they created an insurrection. The government did. Uh, on purpose in an effort to trap conservatives who really wanted Congress to look into election integrity problems. Now, here's the question that I have. Set aside the debate for a second, whether you believe insurrection, not Biden, Trump, love, hate, you know, whatever. Set aside all that, and I ask you this humble question. If the American people are asking Congress to look into election integrity, and they peacefully went to the Capitol to do it by the millions, more than a million people were there, right? Don't you think Congress has an obligation to look into that? Well, they didn't. They ended up sidestepping it using the, what, supposed insurrection as an excuse, and they just simply rubber-stamped that sucker and never did their due diligence to look into it. That's my big issue here, folks. And then since then, we've been lied to, lied to, lied to, and propagandized. And now we celebrate the 232nd commemoration of the Bill of Rice Day today. Well, let's bring on our guest and talk about this more. His name is John Brigi. He's a board member with a group called American Patriot Relief. Uh, standing in the gap is what they say about themselves. He's a board member, AmericanPatriotRelief.org. Um, I guess John's really a CPA and a bunch of other things in his own personal life, uh, but he does spend his time standing for those who really right now are having a hard time standing for themselves and supporting their families. John, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Good morning, Sam. Great to be here. Thanks for the invitation, and thanks for giving me the opportunity to speak about this great organization that I'm supporting and that, that we're asking uh, you know, the American populace to show up and to support also, to help with the families and the, and the incarcerated people, the people that, that are being unjustly uh, politicized and become political prisoners for the sake of, of something that never occurred. You know how many people, by the way, have been uh, have been convicted 
of insurrection in this event. They say it's over a thousand now, twelve hundred or something, right? No, zero, zero have been convicted of insurrection. Oh, of insurrection. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah zero. Yes, and not only that, yeah. they claim Donald Trump's an insurrectionist, taking him off the ballot. There's not even really insurrection charges against the president, is there? No, there's not. No, there's not. Absolutely, there's not. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know, this, I, th- I this, thought you meant prosecuted. I, I didn't think insurrection. Okay, so uh, over a thousand people have been, uh, un, in my opinion, unfairly prosecuted. They never got proper due process. They never got proper discovery. Uh, I mean, the list can go on and on and on, uh, John. But before we get into the yep. details of this, really quick though, tell us about a little about who you are, John, uh, where you're from, and everything. How you got involved in this? I'm from Texas. Uh, I uh, was working with some other um, uh, groups to help uh, do uh, educa- uh, education, electoral uh, reform, trying trying to get America back to where it was supposed to be. In that process, um, I found myself in the company of Mark and Jalise Middleton at, a, at an event. They're the founders, then along with a gentleman by the name of Terry Anderson, are the founders of American Patriot Relief. Uh, they were actual January Sixers. They were in front of the Capitol. They were absolutely there praying. They were arm in arm in what they call a prayer huddle, praying. And suddenly, Jalise felt a whack on her arm. She had her arms around her husband. She found felt a whack on her arm, and she looked up, and a policeman was, was beating on them with the nightstick. They began to to recoil from that, and the police grabbed Jalise and started trying to pull her over the barricade. And she started pushing, trying to get away from them, to to get back away. And some gentleman came in and pulled her away from everybody. She's crippled. She's got a, a blind left eye, and her and her ankle was <clears throat> was busted up. She couldn't walk. They had they had to uh, have a chair there for her to sit on. So she could see, and she was so excited because she got there early. She was going to be up front and be able to hear the speakers and stuff. She was all excited about that, and then this occurred. They were doing nothing, and they are facing 40 years apiece in prison for that act because the police say that she was attacking the police. She was trying to get away. She never did a thing. These are good people. They're people just like you and me. They were mom and pops that lived in North Texas, and it's a terrible thing that's occurring right now. We need support for the, for them as well as for others. None of the money that that is contributed to us goes to any of the legal fees because that's just a, a, a black hole that, that's too big, too deep. What we do is we take care of the people who are in need because most of the J6ers have lost their jobs, and most of them are the primary breadwinners for the family. And so the families are the children, the, 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 sometimes the parents, if they're taking care of their parents, are in, in jeopardy. Their, their lives have been destroyed because of the things that are going on. All right, we're going to talk about where you are, what you're doing now in a second. I want to skip the break. Okay. Uh, Dr. Bradley is with me, Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com. Uh, John Parigi and others are basically saying, hey, this is a serious, serious issue uh, these prisoners and their families are absolutely suffering wrongfully. Their free speech violated, especially if we're talking about the 232nd um, commemoration, if you will, uh, of December 15th, which is Bill of Rights Day. What a day to talk about this and the wrongs that have been done to them, Dr. Bradley. 
Well, absolutely. I mean, these individual stories need to be told. People need to understand this is not just a broad brush kind of thing. You know, Lenin used to talk about millions of people dying and it being, you know, kind of a statement instead of, you know, the individuality of it. This this has uh, absolutely devastated the lives of many, many, many good pay- people that were absolutely in the innocent situation, uh, falsely accused, habeas corpus from the get-go de- denied, due process, all of the stuff that has to do with protecting uh, jury uh you know, trials and and, uh, all of these kinds of things. It's a kangaroo court with a rubber stamp. It's a star chamber, and uh, it's happening right before our eyes in America. And I I think uh, I'd just like to ask John, maybe maybe he's not the right guy to ask, but I'll just throw it out there. John, just tell us, maybe you're not conversing on it, but there's some stuff before the Supreme Court that may really throw this into another review and uh depends on how the supreme court does it but uh again maybe this isn't the time to talk about it your organization and the individuals that are involved in in uh their lives being devastated it's it's just a travesty and a tragedy yes sir again we're we're hoping praying that the supreme court will see the light and do the right thing in this in this uh, cause that is before them now. If that occurs, then a lot of the things that are that are occurring out in the in the um, uh, to the J Sixers will be overturned, and this thing will be thrown out. A lot of it, and people's lives will be uh, brought back to them. <coughs> Excuse me. The um, the government has this has decided to. Uh, and falsely, falsely imprison people. They have attacked people. There's there's a group called the Sedition Hunters that hunt January Sixers. They're constantly scouring the internet and looking for people through different social media platforms, and they're attacking them. This thing is, has grown to be an attack against a small group of patriots who are doing nothing more than expressing their constitutional rights of free speech to protest something that they saw that they believed in their heart of hearts was a uh, a falsehood an improper uh, action upon government to do the things that they were doing to to, to for false voting records for false uh, votes for election integrity the whole process that was gone through you know I've, I've sat with uh, Dr. Frank, Douglas Frank, upset with Mark Cook, upset with a lot of people and gone over the details and the data. I'm also, by the way, a lifetime member of Constitutional Sheriff of the Peace Officers Association. I, I am a, a, a patriot. I love our country, and I love helping people, and that's what we're here to do. We're here now, to try it's interesting to, to me help. now what these people tried to do was exercise their um, First Amendment rights, literally all five of them, Dr. Bradley, on J6. They literally tried to peacefully assemble. They tried to push for a redress of grievance. They tried to use their free speech and speak out. Uh, they tried to, you know, virtually everything. They tried to use their uh, freedom of religion and pray for our country. They tried to peacefully ask Congress to to take this on and do what they were supposed to do. Now, um, it, it, you know what? They call it an insurrection, but nobody had any guns. Uh, the only people that really had guns that we know of and weapons that really matter is the people uh, in the government that shot Ashley 
uh, Babbitt murdered her while she was trying to climb through a window to get away from the smashing crowd on the other side. Um, she was unarmed. She was not a threat. <clears throat> she was a former vet, and they literally murdered her in cold blood. Uh, the guy that did so walks free uh, uh, among us today. But isn't this the quintessential First Amendment discussion? Isn't I mean, I'm, I'm Bill of Rights. Uh, commemoration day, so to speak, if you will. I mean, I don't know what comparison to draw that's more stark than that, Dr. Bradley. Oh, yeah, and it doesn't end with the First Amendment, obviously. The trials that they had, again, were kangaroo courts, star chambers. Uh, these these people that ran, it was a foregone conclusion. I mean, and the rubber stamp I talk about, you know, the kangaroo court with a rubber stamp. I mean, come on, you you get these clown faces up there uh stamping the uh the guilty verdicts i mean it is just a travesty in in the whole american sense of things and and as john points out uh, the insurrection concept has just never been brought forward because there is no case they cannot they could not even as bad as they are bold-faced lies everywhere you turn they they just it was like uh, guys we're going to lose all credibility if we go down that path. Well, they already have lost that. But, but honestly, there's um, when the, when you put this in a in a legal light, and try and apply the actual law on what happened, there has been very little justice done, and the idea of a justice department is really a, a question too. There is no justice in the justice department. So, I think this this organization, if they're trying to pull people. Uh, you know, so give support, give caring. Uh, sounds like there's some, maybe people need help with their, with their, uh, I don't know, heat bills in the wintertime or food on the table, or maybe it's just trying to keep people feeling like somebody's on their side while they sit, while they rot in their jail. I don't know, but I'd like to hear, John, what some of the things are doing that you're, uh, that you got in your program that, that might touch these people's lives for the positive. So we have several different programs that we have implemented that uh, the team have implemented in this project. Um, one is adopt a J6er. So we have photographs of, of all the different J6ers. We kind of have their stories and they have the states, the, the locations that they're from. And, you know, uh, we, we list all this information out and it gives you the opportunity. You send, you fill out a form and you send it to us. And that's your adopt a J6er. And from that, you commit to giving three months of uh, substance to them through the commissaries of the prison that they're in. It's a very complicated process to go through the commissary. And so we have we've put together a team to, uh, to, to take care of that and to get the money through. It's expensive. It's not easy to do. And so by putting it all together in one rather than paying a fee for each one, we just pay one fee, so it runs. It, it reduces the cost, and we focus that money to apply to the to the person that's requ- that you have adopted, so that they get that money. It's called Adopt a J Sixer, and you can find that on our website. We have books for J Sixers, uh, books for the booked. That's another program that we have where you can buy books to send into them because you know they're in there with all this time on their hands and. They can be learning and growing and becoming stronger and find books that are, are supportive of them and are emotional support for them. Lots of different things. Just some enjoyment to take them away from the, 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 the place where they find themselves. 
How many we are we the, talking about? How many are we talking about that we support? Because there's a lot of them, and the problem is their families too have lost their primary. In, in most cases, or in a lot of cases, breadwinners, right? Yes, sir. They have lost the primary bread breadwinners, and you're right that it was said earlier that about paying the uh, the heating bill. We do that also. We uh, we have people who call in and they submit to the board. Uh, their needs, and then we vote on on what we're going to do. So far this year, we've we've only raised sixty four thousand dollars to pay to help these people. That's not a lot of money, guys. They, they need a lot more than sixty four thousand dollars to take care of the take care of the people and the needs that are there. We just this past well, week all we need to do a, all we need to do is have the ex wife of Gavin Newsom, which happens to be Donald Trump Jr.'s girlfriend. <laughs> Uh, you know, last I knew, she gave a speech, and she talked for about a minute introducing somebody, and she got like 60 k uh, for that speech and stuff like that. Maybe we could tap into having a couple of people like that chime in a little bit and, and, and raise some money. Isn't her name Kimberly Guilfoyle or something like that? Anyway, she yes. um, it seems to me that she could be of great, great, great help if Don Jr. Uh, would ask her to, and, and we could raise more money in, in literally one minute than we've raised all together, John. Well, you actually asked about where I'm, where I'm at and what's going on this weekend. We are at uh, Turning Points American Fest 2023 uh, this weekend and also at Clay Clark's event, uh, Reawakening America, uh, in California. So we're in two different locations. We have two teams out there. We're going to have booths at these locations, educating, giving out information, selling T-shirts and different things, trying to help fund this project. And so uh, we will have people. The, the, some of the Trump family will be at this event in uh, Phoenix, uh, Arizona today. And so they'll be there, and we hope that people will come by and, and help contribute, help take some cards and, and learn more about what's going on and how, how we can help. We will actually have J6ers there at both events, and so they can talk to people who are actually going through it and hear the true stories about what they've experienced and how it's gone. So that, that's what we'll be having at uh, both uh, in Phoenix, Arizona, at the Convention Center, and also at, um, in, uh, at um, Reawakening America in California. All right. Now, how many people are we talking about that really need serious support from this? Because, you know, millions went. Most were mm-hmm. peaceful. Uh, many were wrongly uh, dealt with without a doubt. They're still on the hunt for many. They've tried to tie me to January 6th particularly uh they literally said because i interviewed Stuart rhodes the day before the event now Stuart rhodes was working with the secret service and others uh, doing his very best to promise trump he would help keep the peace uh which he tried to keep that promise but now they've turned it against him the government lied and got caught claiming they weren't involved with Stuart rhodes but now rolling stone magazine and others are now saying sam bushman helped Stuart rhodes carry this out because i interviewed him the day before he was on the ground uh, he was peaceful. He didn't have any arms in D.C. Uh, he didn't even go in the Capitol, yet he's in prison for 18-plus years. I mean, that's a, a, probably one of the most extreme examples. But my point is they're even trying to tie me to it, John. Yeah. yeah their reach, their grasp is, is very wide. They're trying to throw a large net and try to strike fear into the American populace so that we will never try to be responsible for ourselves again and responsible for the country that belongs to us. It's, it's, it's a pitiful shame of the things that we're seeing. Uh, the, the attacks that I've seen on people, when they showed up at, at the, the homes of many of these people, they're showing up with uh, MLAP tanks 
and um, they're showing up with, you know, 16, 20 uh, fully armed assault people with drones. And it's it's just incredible how they're showing up to these people's homes. And yeah, people I've always like, told them know, if they decide to come to my house, you don't need a battering ram. You don't need an NRAP. You don't need a bunch of snipers on roofs. All you got to do is call me on my phone. My phone number is pretty, you know, published and pretty known. And say, <laughs> Sam, you know what? Let me drive you to McDonald's and let's just sit down and let me talk to you about something you should really know. We can have a peaceful discussion like at McDonald's or somewhere public and we can film the whole thing and publish our interaction. But go. see, they're, well, they're afraid of that, though. They won't do that. That's the problem. John Breezy with us. Dr. Scott Bradley, my co-host today. Back in seconds, you are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Dave Collins. President Biden is urging Israel to exercise greater caution in its attacks on Hamas. I want them to be focused on how to save civilian lives. Not stop going after Hamas, but be more careful. His remarks follow a recent comment to donors where he expressed concern about Israel's indiscriminate bombing and noted a decline in global support for Israel. The ongoing conflict has drawn widespread criticism due to a rising number of civilian casualties. President Biden laying out how the Inflation Reduction Act is capping prescription drug costs. While at the National Institutes of Health in Maryland on Thursday, President Biden announced Medicare enrollees could save on dozens of medications under a law penalizing pharmaceutical companies if they raise prices faster than the rate of inflation. In the year before we passed this legislation, drug makers jacked up prices nearly four times faster than inflation went up, and they were already too high. Let's call this for what it is. It's simply, it's a ripoff. The president said lowering drug costs is not just about health care. It's about dignity and security. The White House estimates the move could cut costs for about 750,000 seniors. I'm John Schaefer. Senators are set to return to Capitol Hill next week to engage in ongoing bipartisan discussions on border policy and aid for Ukraine. Originally slated for a holiday recess at the end of this week, lawmakers have opted to remain in town to advance negotiations and reach a deal before the year's end. Two people have been arrested in connection with seven elementary school kids in Virginia who got sick eating gummy bears that had come in contact with fentanyl. It was determined that a child brought the gummy bears from home and a search warrant was executed. Clifford Dugan was arrested and held without bond charges on two counts, including contributing to the delinquency abuse of a child. Also arrested was Nicole Sanders. This is USA News. Omaha Steaks is rewriting the book on burgers with an all-new handmade texture for the juiciest home-style burgers you've ever tasted. Their pure ground burgers are made from single cuts of real aged Omaha Steaks. These are truly steaks on a bun. Filet mignon, ribeye, New York strip, sirloin, and even brisket burgers. Now is the time to experience the exclusive burger perfection flight for just $79.99. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo 
code TREAT at checkout to get an extra $20 off your order plus free shipping. You'll get four of each Pure Ground Burger so you can sample all the steak-on-a-bun greatness. These burgers are crafted for a juicier, more tender experience, making your mouth water with every single bite. Don't wait. Go to OmahaSteaks.com. Use promo code TREAT at checkout and get $20 off the Burger Perfection Flight and discover your new burger obsession. Minimum order may be required. All right, we're visiting this morning with uh, John from American Patriot Relief. He's uh, kind of explaining a little bit to us some of the egregious challenges that are faced by those that were there on January 6th and got swept up in this web of intrigue that uh, there have been uh, tyrants, basically, that are mothering this thing along and injustices that have been done, the egregiously long prison sentences that many are being sentenced to, the the years that they literally spent rotting in their cells in, in uh, violation of habeas corpus, all those kinds of things that have been going on. The individuals that... Uh, are in prison right now are are even continue to be abused by those in the system and and John was telling us over the break a little bit about uh, an event they had I guess it was last summer John we'll let you chime in here in a second and and where you went to just pray at a, a federal prison uh, outside the gates I guess I don't know maybe more details would enlighten Yeah they me, freak but... when people pray Dr. Bradley Oh I know there's there's just, I mean, I, I can't help but but imagine some of these people are going to come out of this experience with a stronger spiritual foundation, greater character developed than the goons that have been carrying the billy clubs and, and you know, walking the halls of their prisons. When they come out of it with the, you know, if John's group is giving them uh, enlightening, elevating, strengthening literature to read, I think some of them will probably have a uh, an awakening. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to get distracted on this, but I think about uh, Robinson Crusoe, the, the book by Daniel Defoe many, many, many years ago, and the more recent one that had the movie that had Tom Hanks in it. <clears throat> I've always struck by how Hanks in the modern version reverted to the Stone Ages and lost any semblance of civilization, but... Robinson Crusoe came out of this similar experience of being cast away. Uh, greater Christianity, civilization was brought to the island he was stationed at. I think that these people could have a similar type of conversion experience, but I digressed. John, tell us a little bit about what happened with your uh, effort to do a, a kind of a prayer circle in front of a MRAP and, and the, uh, the goons. <laughs> yeah, well, the goons military that. up, and John and crew start to pray, huh, John? <laughs> Absolutely. So one of the things we do occasionally, we, we team up with some other groups, and we'll go to pray in front of the, the federal prisons where some of the prisoners are there. We just want them to know that there's somebody outside who cares for them and loves them and, and is praying for them and praying for their families in there to help their families. By the way, I do want to bring up one other thing. We, we have a helpline. Uh, it's called 833-SAVE-J6 or 
888-723-3756. And it's a helpline. Say that again. Call when the- 833-SAVE-J6? Yes, sir. Saved okay. J6. Oh, saved with an S-A-V-E-D. Saved J6. Go ahead, sir. Right. And so that's a helpline for people to call into whenever they need help um, that are J6ers. But but we showed up at this prison to pray, and there was going to be a, a blog going on, and people could call in and talk and pray with us and, and, and um, during this process. And the week before, we went there and kind of looked around and made sure that, you know, kind of where we'd set up and do that sort of thing. And so we show up the, the next week, and we get there. And there was nothing there the week before. When we, whenever we showed up, and this is happening more and more frequently now with them, they had an MRAP tank at the front gate along with about 10 armored, fully armored men in, in ride outfits with uh, ARs waiting for us, all eight of us if you count the dog. <laughs> two, two of the men that were with us were on, on crutches uh, or canes. It, it, you know, we, we were there to pray. And the men and women that are inside the, that prison were told if they called out to our blog, they got on the phone and called out to our blog, that they would lose their commissaries for a month. That's terrible. That's abuse. That's the stealing their freedom, their freedom of free speech, many of which haven't even been, haven't even been convicted of anything. They're just in there waiting for a trial. It's, AmericanPatriotRelief.org is the website, ladies and gentlemen. AmericanPatriotRelief.org. One of the things that I really like about what they're doing is that you guys publish all your expenditures so people can see when they give their money what's happening with it, right? Right. We take no – we're totally volunteer. There is no uh, fee coming into the organization. We have um, – we have no nobody in our organization takes a salary. We donate our time. It's all volunteer. And we publish that every quarter. How many J6ers are we supporting right now? If somebody can adopt one, how many are there and how many need help? And give me, help me kind of understand the scope. There's 200, I believe the number is 244 that are incarcerated. Uh, you know, there are thousands of people who have had their, have lost their jobs because the government's come after them, but they have, a, they're, they're, they're released and are out are out being able to try to survive but they they've lost their jobs and everything else because of the attacks on them and what's going on um so there's 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 probably thousands that need help we get calls all the time every almost every week we get new calls from people calling to ask for help with you know their bills their their you know paying for their now you help with their lives but one of the things that you don't do is spend this money on legal stuff right Right, we do not. We do not. That that again is is a is a dark hole. That's that's an empty well. We can't fill it up. And so what we do is we we focus on the people. Doctor Bradley. Well, it sounds like there's uh, plenty of need there, and I think that uh, you're doing something that really needs to be done. Seems like uh, you know. Do you think of the dungeons of Macaris that Herod locked away people to let rot in jail? I think the U.S. government is kind of moving in that direction where kind you of? have people that are not. Yeah, kind of. Woo-hoo. I mean, I, I, I euphemistically understate, okay? But honestly, uh, we, we get, I mean, to lose your commissary for a month, I mean, you know, there's few pleasures, I guess you could say, in prison. To be able to go get a cookie or something like that is, is maybe one of them. And to, to be locked down. 
Toothpaste, yeah. Yeah, a lot, I mean, a lot of it has to do stuff. with toiletries and basic necessities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So, so it to, sounds to like lose, there's some interesting lose, stuff needs to be looked into. So what I would have supported for your for your your audience to do is to go to our organization, to go to our website, and there's a donate button there to pick the thing that you'd like to participate in, to call us to volunteer to help us because we need volunteers all over this country. There are, there are people everywhere. We have people in Georgia. We have people in uh, Texas primarily, but we have people all over and we're connected with other uh, J6 organizations. Stop Hate is one that's been getting some attention recently. So That's Scott crew, right? Uh, that is um, who? I'm sorry. Isn't the guy's name that Dave does Summerall. stop hate? His name is Scott. I believe his name is Dave David Summerall. Oh, David Summerall. He That's did. right. You're right. Okay, David Summerall. Got it. Uh, yeah. Stop hate. Yeah. I like that because I have a website called hatescam.com that's very similar, uh, and another one called Call for Civility. Uh, yeah. Him and I are on the same page on a lot of that. Yeah, we're actually neighbors. We live close to each other in Texas. Um, so you know, but but our organization needs needs the help, and we and we put out there exactly what we do and how we do it. We're willing to talk to people if you if you would like to become a part of this. You know, give us a call, contact us. We have volunteer sign-up sheets. We need people who can do all sorts of things. You know, this is this is a big battle. We need people who can carry water, people who can write things, people who can network, people who can who can give us intellectual capital to help us battle this fight that we're in. We need people who who have maybe legal backgrounds and help us make sure that we don't make any mistakes. Compliance backgrounds to make sure that we don't have any make any mistakes. We're uh, we are a 501c4 organization. Uh, that's the IRS designation. So we are a teaching organization and a caring organization. That's what we do. Yeah, people have kind of stayed away from the 501c3s for obvious reasons. The 501c4s are one of the ways people are trying to kind of deal with this. Uh, there's a lot going on with this, ladies and gentlemen. We'll never cover it all. I want to let you get back to your work, though. You guys are running booths and kind of bringing forth education about what's happening at these events. Between these two events, there's going to be thousands of people, huh, John? Yes, sir. There are thousands of people. Uh, this is Charlie Kirk's biggest event every year. Uh, some of the Trumps will be here. Uh, Tucker Carlson will be here. I mean, it, it, this is a huge event. Well, hopefully you can tentuple the amount of money that you've got so far for this purpose, uh, especially before Christmas. It's it's sorely needed for some of these people. Not only are they going to be missing their loved ones for Christmas, but they don't even have the wherewithal to feed themselves, much less provide Christmas for their children. John, thank you. We'll talk soon. Commissary is also being able to call and talk to your family. God bless y'all. Thank y'all for all you do, and thank you for your support. Thanks for allowing me to come on and speak the uh, the language that people can understand so they know that how they you can got help. it we'll talk soon quick pause liberty roundtable live are you not feeling yourself since getting the jab of the covid are you feeling run down suffering from brain fog having trouble staying motivated or maybe you've packed on a few pounds since getting sick you're not alone millions are suffering from vaccine injury or long-haul covid issues but there is great news. My friends over at Global Tech MD have the solutions. Their post-jab supplement package is a doctor-developed protocol to support optimal immune function, 
and to help you start feeling yourself once again. It's time to take back your health. I trust my friends over at Global Tech MD, and you should too. Head on over to COVIDinjured.com and use the promo code THEBIGMIG to get 20% off of your first order of the COVID Health Bundle. Once again, head over to COVIDinjured.com, use the promo code THEBIGMIG to get 20% off your first order. COVIDinjured.com. Former Sheriff Richard Mack recounts in his book the proper role of law enforcement, how he came to realize while working as a beat cop how wrong the all-too-common orientation of police officers is when they think of their job as being to write tickets and arrest people. Richard Mack tells of his personal transformation from by-the-number cop to constitution-conscious defender of citizen safety and freedoms. Learn what it really means to serve and protect. Purchase your copy at CSPOA.org. That's CSPOA.org. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an Immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. All right, it's Sam Bushman and Dr. Scott Bradley on your radio. It is a freedom, love, and faith-filled. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time Friday. Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com with me. Um, we talked to John Parigi, and uh, really we're talking about a group of volunteer patriots that are saying, hey, man, this is all crazy on January the 6th. These families, these people need help. He says they cannot fund their legal needs. It's just a black hole that will cost a gazillion dollars. They don't have the money. They want to basically focus on the people and take care of the family. They publish all their expenditures transparently, and that's really the key to the exercise. If you want to get involved, AmericanPatriotRelief.com to learn, or .org to learn more. AmericanPatriotRelief.org uh, is where you go to learn more. And I brought that up because today in history is December the 15th. In 1791, they passed the Bill of Rights. It took effect, if you will. And uh, we need to reflect on and consider and commemorate what happened 232 years ago. Dr. Bradley, you're wise to bring this up. And boy, howdy, if January 6th doesn't relate to the Bill of Rights, I don't know what does. Well, it's it all weaves together. And the problem is we've got a tangled web today in comparison to the sweet, pure doctrines of the days past. Just to kind of recap a little bit uh, in terms of how we got to, you know, this December 15th, 1791, 10 amendments, there was uh, a very real danger that the Constitution was not going to be ratified. It was signed, of course, in Philadelphia, September 17th, 1787. It got ratified effectively by the terms that were defined in the new Constitution, by the way, the ratification process changed from what the previous Constitution had been. They required 100% under the Articles of Confederation. They only required nine states, which could happen under new Constitution if we were one today. But, but at any rate... Yeah, that's why we don't want to take that chance, not on this green earth, ladies and gentlemen. No kidding. 
So anyway, uh, there was a strong probability it was not going to be ratified unless they had a Bill of Rights. And so those that were at the head of the program said, look, uh, ratify what we've given you. We promise you the first uh, order of business will be to set about establishing a Bill of Rights once we constitute the government. So in uh, July of 1788, they reached that ratification threshold. Uh, they, they had to have their elections and all that kind of stuff, and they Congress came together in 1789. They elected the, elect, the Electoral College uh, had been selected, and they, they unanimously elected George Washington. And so on, on April 30th, George Washington was, April 30th, 1789, George Washington was inaugurated as the first president. So they set about the Constitution getting a Bill of Rights. They had a lot of suggestions from the states. They boiled them down into 17 that they thought were worthy of their discussion. Uh, they had to pass them by two-thirds in both houses. They passed by two-thirds in both houses and forwarded to the states 12 of those 17. Good justifications for not doing the others. And we could talk about how there's an attempt to uh, throw a wrench in what we got going today, again, with this effort to rewrite the Constitution. But so they sent 12 uh, proposed amendments out on the 25th of September, 1789. So they made good on their promise. The states received those 12s, cogitated on them, and each, each state individually went about the ratification process. They ratified 10 of them. On the 15th of December, 1791, they, they had 10 of them ratified, so they applied them to the Constitution. Two of them were not ratified at that time. One was 200 years later, and, and so we have that one now. But there's one still out there kicking around. If it ever gets ratified, uh, we'll have a very large Congress. But, but at any rate, those 10 finally were brought to fruit, if you will. They said, yep, uh, this is what we got now, and that's what became what we termed the Bill of Rights. And so they were further declaratory and restrictive clauses to make certain that the general government didn't get too big for its britches. And, uh, and of course, uh, f thankfully, we got them because in spite of those, uh, you know, that intent, we have got into a real deep, dark hole at this time. So that's kind of a run-up to what happened to that date in 1791 and how we got 10. There were proposed 12, but, uh, well, actually there was a lot proposed, but they boiled them down to 17, gave them a good run at it, passed 12 of them, and then three-quarters of the states ratified 10 of them. So, so that's a, a recap of that, and it, it almost brings us to the end of the hour, for crying out loud. So, <laughs> Yeah, well, we got uh, uh, eight minutes left in the hour to talk a little bit more about this, though. But I, I really want people to understand, think about the abuse we're taking for January the 6th, for Charlottesville. Uh, you know what? They really basically decided that, you know what, because of COVID and everything else, you will not freely assemble. Now, I know people want to believe that, oh, you have the right to protest and stuff like that. I don't like the change in words we're using. You know, we talk about we have a Republican, then they use democracy. We have a right to peacefully assemble, and, they, and then they say protest. And then they say, oh, it was, a, it was an insurrection. I don't see how it's an insurrection when nobody was really armed. The only person that literally got murdered that day was the government shot Ashley Babbitt. 
Um, whether it's January 6th, whether it's Charlottesville, whether it's COVID and you can't meet for church, but, hey, no problem going to bars, getting drunk and lap dancing. Uh, no problem going ahead and driving through and getting alcohol so you can roll home and, and isolate yourself and drink yourself into oblivion or whatever. No problem with any of that. But, by golly, if you don't take the vaccine and you work with the military or everybody else, hey, you're, you're going to jail or you're going to lose your job or you're going to. Okay, they have really changed the game over the last several years. Uh, and the First and Second Amendments are at the heart of their attacks. So are all the others, no doubt about it, because you don't have the right to due process and a right to a speedy trial. And I mean, I can keep going on and on and on. But all 10 are under assault like you wouldn't believe. And and, and um, I would say January 6th is one of the, J6 is kind of one of the points that typify it. So is COVID. But you look at two or three or four or five things, and they've literally changed the affairs of the country over this, doctor. We don't even have a Fourth Amendment anymore, in, in effect, truly. I mean, you, you look at what the Fourth Amendment is, and this idea, the Patriot Act eviscerated it. It gutted it. It erased it. And you looked at uh, here this week, They, as we talked about last time we were together, they they passed, um, you know, Section 702 of the the FISA court again, uh, well, they, they actually bumped it forward four more months so they can screw it up again in four more months. But, but the fact of the matter is, these kinds of things that are at the core of the Bill of Rights have been completely set aside every single step of the way. We have, we have um, uh, double jeopardy that happens between state and federal courts constantly. Oh, yeah, they, they violated this. They got cleared in court for in their state courts oh well we're going to try it now in the federal courts we're going to do a, a it's the same act the same everything we're going to call it something different under a federal law we'll do that every single thing has in fact i until recently i've always said the only one of the of the uh, bill of rights that are not regularly violated is the third amendment it has to do with quartering troops but i'm not so sure that's the case anymore as i do a kind of an analysis of that 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 has to do with you know having troops come live with you. Well, what they've done is they've federalized our local police force through the bribery that they've used. They've they've basically said, "Hey, come be one of us. We'll give you lots of money for whether it's for firearms, for your vehicles, for your MRAPs, for your training, for whatever it is." They basically have embedded the feds within our own local communities through the uh, the funding process. And, and so, there, I mean, uh, you talk about religious liberties, Sam. I mean, you know, we, we talk about when, uh, who was it, John and Peter, fifth chapter of Acts, the powers that be told them, quit talking about this guy named Jesus Christ. And they said, no, no, is it better for us to obey God or you? Take a hike. Well, they thrash him, and Peter and John go on pretty happy that, you know, they were able to take stripes for the Savior. <clears throat> well, here we get the COVID thing institutional churches rolled on this thing like a, a fat man in butter. I mean, I'm telling did I just coin a new term? Holy cow. Anyway, <laughs> so the, your institutional religion says, oh, we didn't have any choice. Bravo, Sierra. You had the First Amendment. You have a, just the fact that you have the First Amendment, even if you didn't have it. You can still worship God and participate in your, your services. But oh, and no, the last brother. Point, the last point I want to make about this, though, ladies and gentlemen, is this. When have you heard of an unarmed insurrection? Nobody had arms or weapons there really at all. That's been pretty much proven except for the government. Um, 
Uh, people did things. Uh, they grabbed whatever they had around them to defend themselves in many ways. But nobody came as an armed rebellion to the Capitol. That it just isn't factually true. There was no armed rebellion. There was no real insurrection in a real sense there, Doctor. It's not even possible to make the point that there was. No, these people were there, you know, the right of petition, and we could talk about that at length and tying that back to uh, the uh, Magna Carta and how different it is in the Founders' view, but, but that was absolutely this idea of being able to have redress and all that kind of stuff, to speak your mind, and that was the First Amendment, uh, freedom of speech and press had nothing to do with profanity or lewdness or anything like that. It had everything to do with bringing to light the things that government was doing that was tyrannical, that was taking away our liberties. And, and all of this kind of stuff got deep-sixed. We have turned everything on its head in today's modern world. The, the Bill of Rights still exists in its organic form, but most Americans don't have a clue what was originally intended. And consequently, because we're not acting like we've got it, we don't. And uh, like I say, the Patriot Act and the National Defense Authorization, the Military Commissions Acts, the uh, uh, FISA 702 section, all of those things absolutely are destructive of that Bill of Rights. And we just gleefully go about it. Republicans and Democrats pass it and run off to their Christmas break. They needed to take that. Woo, doggies. You know, <clears throat> Just and we have got to really push fire. back on that 702 thing, though. I'm afraid they're going to pass this thing, and hopefully there's enough people well, it to did. speak up. Well, it's not all they the way done, it. right? No, no. They passed it for four months. They extended it in April, middle of April. I think the 19th of April is when they got to have a revisiting of it. You watch what these turkeys do. I was going to call them something a little bit stronger than that. But you watch again, just like... This uh, defense thing they had to do, they had to get, it was a must-pass bill, just like coming, running up on the end of the fiscal year, so they go, oh, we're going to go out of business if we don't get this passed by September 30th. Every time they have a must-do thing, they push it off, dinking around with stuff they have no right to be involved in until the last second, and then they bobble the ball again. They fumble it. Uh, they do the wrong thing. At the very most, they do is kick it down the road again like they just did uh, this week when they passed 702 for four more months. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, that's sad to hear. It just doesn't end, does it? And you were hoping Mike Johnson would change the game, and you were hoping that Matt Gates and others could stand up and say, listen, we've got to stop this abuse on the American people. But I submit to you that they passed 702 and extend it. What you're going to do is give the FBI... The Justice Department, the CIA, uh, Homeland Security, uh, the Air Marshals. I mean, I can keep naming names. Uh, you're going to give them just nothing more than um, carte blanche, promoted, funded access to abuse all of us. Hour one of the Cantu coming up. God save the Republic of the United States of America. America.